Hello, folks. Welcome to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher with my sidekick. Glory Edson. Once again, out here in Las Vegas for, you will not believe this, RE Plus Show 2023. It is so hard to believe. All these years we've been coming out here. It used to be SPI International. Now it is RE Plus. And the reason for RE Plus is renewable energy plus storage. And storage has become a big thing. And we've got some very special guests with us today. But before we do, I want to give a shout out to our Sponsors and friends at Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram and their loyal support. And also our driver of the NASCAR Series uh, Craftsman Truck Series race, Daniel Dye, supporting the Race to Stop Suicide across America. So please uh, join in and help us support that. We have a very special guest with us today. is Mr. Archie Roberstoff. Excellent. With Tygo, and I did a good job on that. Archie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, we're really pleased. You know, I just took a walk by your booth, and I I noticed uh, somebody that I hadn't seen since the last Flossia meeting there, and she waved to me, and I go, I didn't even know you were working here. It was awesome. you got a a really cool booth and a nice group of people there. Yeah, it's a really good group of people at Tygo, and I'm uh, enjoying my time here. I've been here about two and a half years now, and uh, it is it's a family culture, and I like to tell everybody that, um, I mean, it may sound cheesy, but, you know, we're big enough to matter, but we're small enough to care, so we'll, you know, we can react and we can do things pretty, pretty interestingly. Well, what's, uh, what's the history? First, let's go back and what's your history? What did, what did you do growing up? Where'd you grow up? Excellent. So uh, I grew up in the Bay Area of California. My history has been pretty much computer science. So I was a software engineer from, uh, from education. And then uh, I've spent the past 25 years in enterprise software. So um, large organizations, banks, insurance companies. So um, software that, that helps them run and manage their business. And I spent the majority of my career at a company called Microfocus. Uh, left there and came here just because of the uh, clean energy opportunity. Um, I really liked what Tygo was doing. I knew the CEOs via lawn from a past life. Um, and I just really thought the things they were doing were very interesting. And I wanted to use my talents for the greater good. Wow. Right? If we can make some profit and do something good for the environment and the, and, and the world, then win-win, I suppose. Everybody's a winner. Yeah. Why are there so many smart people from the Bay Area? We've, just, we've met about three or four today, and they're all from the same place. I just think, uh, you know, we, we all sort of uh, gravitate there because of all the opportunity, right? So software. But now I think it's it's distributing more because of the Internet. You know, you're seeing really good tech hotspots in, like, uh, North Carolina. You're seeing them in Austin. But, um, you know, it's, it's just had a history of innovation. I was there. Um, like I said, I was born there. So... Um, just being around there, that's, that's all you see, that's all you hear. You go to a restaurant, you're hearing people talk about software for the good and the bad for all of that talk. But, um, yeah, I think it's just really the culture. And then, you know, obviously Stanford and Berkeley being there. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting place to grow up. So the software innovation just continues to go on day after day. And uh, how did you get involved in, in renewable energy? Uh, again, through, you know, obviously I'm, I, I have a high energy bill, so living in California, so I wanted to take advantage. So I did have a system. Um, and then I knew what Zvialon was doing with Tygo, and I was sort of tracking that. Um, and just the opportunity presented itself. So like I said, it's, it's something that, um, you know, I really wanted to sort of do what I do for the greater good. Um, and, and again, sometimes it's, it's cliche, but it, it does, it is nice when you see how much power we're helping people generate and offset. And, you know, I myself have a solar system too. And it's like, I'm constantly looking at the monitoring software going, okay, I saved this much today, or, you know, I've saved how many trees or how many, you know, whatever it might be. So, um, I really do think that if we, if we put solar and clean energy everywhere, it would make things just a lot better, a lot more stable, um, and, and solve a lot of problems that we've got. 
you made a good point there. We can get people off Facebook if they just stared more at their app for solar. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I mean, at, they do it. You are addicted to it, right? I mean, you, you get up in the morning and say, oh, let me see if the sun's up. And you open up your app instead of your shades. It's, it's like, wait it's a minute. True. You know? It's true. It, it, yeah, and it does get addicting. It's funny. The first... The first month or two of having this system, you're on it 24-7. You're watching every every millisecond, and then you start to sort of wean yourself after a little bit. And then it's like, all right, I'll, I'll check it every now and then, make sure, make sure things are going well. It takes a while because it's new, but it is exciting, too. You know, I've always marveled, and I, I call it the, the, the greatest pure form of magic, right? The sun yep. comes up, in the morning it starts rising, and it shoots the photons out, and hits the solar module and it starts exciting the electrons and the electrons attach to little grid lines and all of a sudden they're running this way and they're running that way and yep. bam it's magic all of a sudden you have power right? I, you could go down that rabbit hole really deep i mean it's like you know starting from the sun and all the helium that's you know being fused together and then getting that photon taking what eight minutes to get here i mean that yeah i, I can nerd on nerd out on that constantly and um, that the other issue i noticed is that the the power you're producing it's almost addictive you know you're you're producing an excess and it's like you want more you want to produce more you want to get more power you want to store that all all that going on so um yeah it is um it is a fun situation to be part of (laughs) you know really there is a thing called the greening effect right where where once you see the savings that you really want more savings and you alter your lifestyle to create that thing you wouldn't do it normally but you're true but you know this is pretty darn cool having a 25 dollar electric bill it's true and then you know if you're quote wasting that energy or you're not leveraging it you want to use it i mean we've got we've got a small property um in in central california and it's off-grid and certain parts of the day, it's like I'm, I'm wasting all of that PV that was free. It's like I want to do something with it. Okay, get more batteries or get the electric water heater going to heat up the water and use that as a battery, so to speak. So, um, yeah, you almost can get fanatical about it, which is interesting. Yeah, no, I love all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, Tygo, talk about that. What was the, uh, the inspiration of Tygo? Where did that come Where did that start? In terms of the, uh, the background of the company? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, my understanding of it, I, I, I did get to meet some of the founders, and we do actually have a couple of the founders that still work for us. Um, you know, I think they saw the trend early on that you needed to be able to see what each module was doing to diagnose if something was producing or not. So, you know, at the time it was you got one number for the entire array, and you could have 40 panels there, but you didn't know that panel 32A was, you know, not producing what it should have been, or maybe it was broken. You wouldn't really know. So they came out with a prototype that really sort of looked at that and started monitoring that that module-level power, and then it just sort of took off from there. So they started offering different units, different types of units, different optimization modules, um, and so that's really where it came down to was they were kind of ahead of the curve. They knew what was going to be a problem before it was a problem. Yeah. Um, we, have a, we have a great picture in our office. It's one of the first installs that we monitored, um, and at the time people were like, why are you monitoring each one? Who cares? You know, you're producing power. Who cares? And now we know. I mean, because a lot of these companies, you know, you're you're missing two or three panels worth of production over time. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of potential savings that you're missing out on. So it's important. Important to understand. That. Yeah, remember the days of the central inverters, which are still there, and there's there's a use for them for sure. But uh, you know. At that point, people didn't know right, what the modules are doing. Now, when yeah. you install a system, they demand to know. They, they just just let it be nice. I mean, we're I, you know, so uh, these older systems, we're having to kind of do the monitoring for them and help them along uh, yeah. the way. You know, so it's true. Um, that off-grid system I mentioned, you know, it it 
it was there before I got there, so it doesn't have Tygo's. It didn't have Tygo units on it, and so when I was there, it it really sort of outlined to me the importance of the individual monitoring and seeing it from its its root, right? So being able to see each individual panel, what's happening, and then correlating any issues. You know, I didn't have that ability to do that. I just saw it at the total level, and it was very annoying because it was like, am I doing good? Am I doing bad? I don't know. So. Having that, those Tygo units there now, and obviously for the safety of rapid shutdown and all that good stuff, it just made all the difference for me. So you you put the Tygo units on off grids as well. Yeah, oh yeah, you yeah. can do that. Right? Yeah, it it depends if, if we we support most inverters, but you know you just want to make sure we support that inverter. Some of the off grid inverters do some interesting things, but um, yeah, I, I retrofitted that with a Tygo system and. Uh, Working well. Boy, working I didn't well. know that. That is that is really cool. Yeah. No, it's cool. Um, I, I really like being off-grid there, you know, because it's, it's my own energy. I'm producing my own That's stuff, and cool. uh, it's nice. It's you nice. know, we don't have a lot of off-grid in Florida. We're from Daytona Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, there just as a there just aren't a lot of areas that aren't serviced by the utilities right. and where they are. They're just little off cabins and stuff like that but here or colorado or some of these places like man you, you got to have that because there's no electric grid at all yeah it's true and I, I think the goal for us though is to even if you're in a in a, in a large municipality that doesn't necessarily have off-grid like my where i live in the bay area you can't be off-grid you have to have the utility because it's you know it's the code and that's what you have to do for safety reasons but i think if we can mimic the benefits and the behaviors of being off-grid as much as possible by using some of the advanced storage and the algorithms that we do to manage the energy, I think that's our goal. At least for me personally, that's what I want to get. So, you know, I know I'll always have to have the utility and everything, but if I can eliminate anything going out or coming in and keep it to myself, that'd be great. That's that's our nirvana. <laughs> exactly right. So uh, we read a lot about uh, the NAM whatever out here in California, and right. of course, there's threats of that in Florida. We've got our antenna up pretty much. Yep. But uh, what's happening with that? How is that affecting? It's got to be a bit of a bonus for you guys because you're helping solve that. Yeah, it, it is. It's, um, you know, obviously we want to be able to measure what the output of the system is versus what the production is versus what the rates are at any given time. Um, you know, I think it's it's good for battery manufacturers. It's good for people like us. Um, we don't want it to be bad for the consumer, right? And I think some of the negative side effects of some of these NEM changes are costing some of the consumers more money if they're not being careful. Like my personal experience, for example, um, I was spending, I think, $700 a year on my net metering for energy. I've got a solar system on there. Um, no behavior changes, no new electric car, same house. I'm now paying 2800 a year. And it's just that those peak rates have gone up. So until I was able to get a battery in there and sort of manage that, you know, that was where the real benefits came to me as a consumer. So that's what we want for everybody. And I think that's that's going to be the problem is if consumers aren't monitoring what they're doing and they're not paying attention to their utility bill and they don't have a battery, it does run the risk of them overspending quite a bit when they really wouldn't have to. I like that word. I don't like it, but I like the way you said overspending. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it got, we, we are getting calls from people that their electric bill shot up over $100 in a it's month. It's crazy. And we go, what's causing that? And it, the, the, the bills are so um, ambiguous, right? I mean, there's, there's nothing. You can't really look at that bill and find out what's going on with it. And it seems like every year it gets a little more. Wait a minute. What's going yeah. on? You know? Yeah. And, and unfortunately, some of the 
changes in NEM3 are they're making more rapid changes. So, you know, instead of having one rate for the winter and one rate for the summer, now you're having monthly rates. You know, you're going to, and in some countries, we see hourly rates. So that really demands that the consumer pay attention. And so what we want to do is make sure that from the software standpoint and from the monitoring standpoint, that we're alerting the customer to any issues that they might be having in terms of overspend. Like, you know, hey, you you produced way less than you consumed yesterday. Be careful. You're spending this, you know, you're overspending here, you're overspending there. So how do you notify the customer? I mean, do you get a text message? or Yeah, so in our monitoring environment, it's a good question because um, people like to get notified in a variety of ways. Um, so either via text um, or we'll send an alert in the app if it's running. Um, we'll, we'll send an email as well depending on what their preferences are. But we really just want to get them the information in whatever vehicle they want, right? And so that, that's, that's the main issue. And we do things like... Uh, weekly roll-ups of your production versus your consumption and your costs oh, and things like that. So um, we want to just keep doing more of that. And really, it's the burdens on us to add more capabilities so that you know we're, we're advising you when you need to be advised, but we're not bothering you to the point where you're ignoring the alerts and it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. You're like, eh, whatever. I'm not going to pay attention to mm-hmm. that. So it really does need to get rid of the noise and get to the value really quickly. That's, kind that's of a the, fine line of overstepping. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, that... We, when I first got to Tygo, we had a we had a very robust alert system that would really just give every piece of detail to the installer, and then it was up to them to get it to the customer or whatever. And when we talked to the the installers, they said, "Look, you're sending me so many alerts that I'm actually ignoring all of them." So we overhauled that, working uh-huh. with the installers, and said, "Look, let's just get to the high value items, and then let them determine what's important for them." Yeah. And so we give them that option. Well, it's great that a manufacturer or any vendor listens to their customers and learns from them and modifies their behavior, if you will, to, to suit the public because that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, I mean, my, you know, my, the history of all the jobs I've done, it's really, you know, the reality is the customer knows our product better than we do because they use it every day. So why don't we listen to them and, and go from there? Now, it's been very eye-opening for me because... I've been in the space long enough. I know what user behaviors are. I know what people wanted as software, but I never knew what the installers went through. So going on site and doing some installs, doing a couple installs myself, you really learn, oh, my goodness, they've got a lot of work to do. You know, these people have to be electricians. They have to be construction contractors. They have to be electronically capable. They have to be technical. It's like, my goodness. So we want to make sure that we do everything we can to make their lives easier and not get in the way because that's really... That's the issue. So it's it's important that we listen to those installers. It's important we go on those site visits. It's important we see this because yeah. it's a challenge. Yeah, I want to throw in one other attribute. They need to be healthy because these guys and gals work out in hot weather, on roofs, dangerous, tied off. It's Boy, crazy. Well, uh, you got to take their hats off. I've always thought solar is just such a unique unique business because, you know, you have to be part roofer, part plumber, part electrician. True. Part Cook. I mean, I don't care. You got all. You have to have all these different uh, talent skills. Yeah. There is. There, you, there is really no such thing as just a solar installer. It's a little bit of everything. It's it? true. And they have to be real time problem solvers because things aren't always going to go well. Oh yeah. Right. There's always something. Oh, that piece of roof there. We can't put it there. Okay, hang on a second. So, um, yeah, I had recently participated in an installation in the Sacramento area of California, and it was about 104 degrees. And we were on the roof, and just a phenomenon I didn't even realize, my shoes got hot to the point where it was hard to even just stand on the roof. It was like, my goodness. So, again, what we learned from that was 
make sure they can get in and out of that install as quickly as possible. Don't spend too much time on that roof. Right, particularly in a service-related call, too. Yeah, we want to it, talk about that when we come back. Folks, we're going to take a short break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi folks, Bill Gallagher with SolarFit here. Have you ever thought about utilizing solar power for your home or business? Well, there's never been a better time to plug into the sun and stop renting electricity. How would you like to let your roof start paying you each month? Give us a call at 445-7606. That's 445-7606. Or visit us at SolarFit.com and set yourself free. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher with my psychic. Gloria Edson. Hope you caught the first part of the interview. It was absolutely wonderful. We've got the best guests in the world with us today. <laughs> but anyway, if you, if you just tuned in for some reason, they're on the road. We're at RE Plus out in Las Vegas, RE Plus 2023 for probably our 14th year. However long they've been having it, we've been out here. And it is just, I cannot tell you how many people are here. I'm thinking maybe 30,000. It's, it's, it it's, is huge. It I mean, is. I, the thing that re- reminds me most of this is like those early days of those internet shows in the dot-com time where you just saw a sea of like 40,000 people yeah. just everywhere. And that's all I see here is just people <laughs> everywhere. It, it's just incredible. We, we talked about this before. When we first started coming out here, it was two or three uh, solar electric companies scattered around. And it was like, ah, who pay no attention? It was all solar thermal. Now it's like you can't find a solar thermal guy. Maybe one or two, but still a great technology. We love that. Um, I hope you caught the first part of it, folks. If not, go back and listen to our podcast. Very interesting. We got Archie with us for, from Tygo, and he is... Uh, pretty darn smart when it comes to technology and uh, all things uh, techie. Uh, question for you. We, we touched basically on the ease of installation and the ease of servicing. And uh, you know, obviously we've been doing this for like 48 years, so we understand that everything is man-made. Over time will break. We require service. We want our technicians to go out there and service us as easily as they can. We have actually have some uh, of our vendors when we go out to the job site want us to call them and they'll keep the installer on the roof for a couple of hours asking crazy questions okay so you understand that so tell us about the products you handle and how you can help us in that respect sure so first of all the installer for us is is the key focus strategically for Tyga. we want to make sure that whatever equipment they're installing whatever system they're installing that they're not wasting time on site Uh, And then we also, for residential, we strive to have a commissioning time, meaning the time that you turn on the inverter and getting it online and everything configured together of less than 10 minutes. And we track that and we actually um, incentivize our people to make sure that we hit those numbers. So again, we want to make sure we're not not wasting that time. Um, But starting from the modules, I I really love the, the simplicity of what our modules do. Um, at the roof, right? So we've got rapid shutdown modules. We've got modules that do rapid shutdown and monitoring. And then we've got the one that does all three. So rapid shutdown, monitoring, and what we call optimization. So, you know, if you've got shading on one panel, it actually brings the production of that entire string down. The optimization bypasses that. And so 
I think we did some studies and the payback on the optimizers is less than a year on certain size of sites because you're getting that power back. And we actually show you the power that you're getting back via this, this metric we call reclaimed. Anyways, more recently, we've had the whole home solution now. So we're offering batteries, inverters, we're offering those modules working together. So it's a complete system. And obviously, since we control that ecosystem, it's much easier for the installers to install and plug it in. The, the new battery that we just announced here at the show, um, again, latest chemistry, latest safety standards, ability to install inside and out. Uh, but again, our focus is we want to make sure that that installer isn't intimidated by it, doesn't think that batteries are a nightmare to their installation process. And we've literally made it plug and play so that, you know, a couple of wires here and there. And then when they launch the app to see what's happening, we show them in real time, like, hey, you actually plugged this in the right way. You didn't backwards plug it in or you don't have to go back to the office and then find out, oh, didn't do it right. So we give you that rapid response, real time, showing you what's happening. Uh, and again, it was all because of that work we did with the installers going in the field and really understanding what their challenges were and just listening to them. That's amazing. Uh, talk a little bit about the batteries. What size are they? Are they... Uh uh, can you put them in combination? To you can. Okay. You can. Yeah, I mean, you can. I know we've got increments of, of whatever it takes, so up to 10, 20, 30 kilowatt hours. Um, you can stack them next to each other. So really it's customizable to whatever the design goals of the system are, right? And so I, I don't think there's a situation in which we haven't been able to, you know, accommodate what they're trying to get done. Um, obviously more is better, uh, you know, if you're storing some of that. Um, and really the power of that battery has been in, you know, my opinion, obviously I'm a little bit biased. My opinion has been in the ability to, to, to control it and see what's happening. You know, so taking in those rate plans, taking in what's been produced, and then during those peak hours that you want to avoid taking from the grid, you can discharge the battery and then you can see those curves happening. So, you know, discharge during high power, recharge when PV's there. Um, and so that's really what, what we like to see is sort of that ease of use, ease of installation, custom configuration based on the sizing you need, and then just make sure that we're managing that usage of that battery in conjunction with the financial goals of the consumer. Mm, very good. Do you also do commercial, or is this mostly residential? Or? Uh, mostly residential. Um, I don't know how much we want to talk about the commercial. Yeah, forward-looking stuff we'll stay away from. We'll stay but, away. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a residential. Though. So, yeah, the, the reason for my question is we, we have a, a, a lot of businesses down in our area, and mm-hmm. the demand charges on these businesses is really uh, oh yeah yeah it's yeah. punishing them and uh, you know we, we want alternatives so we could take away all the kilowatt usage for the year but right still hit with the demand charge right you know? yeah we do have a number of business owners using our current batteries we will be i think at some point um you know we've got a large commercial business with some of our optimizers as well um so you know we might be seeing bigger batteries that sort of thing mm-hmm. but you know again that's um something that they can talk about cool. yeah. so, yeah, so you, you uh you you use so you have offer solar modules so it, as well. No, we don't. We no don't offer the panels. Okay. So no, we got, so we got the uh, optimizers and the inverters and the and batteries. The batteries. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So the whole kit. So they, a, uh, a customer may want a certain solar module from some that you can. Yeah. They can 
use your stuff and make it work, right? Exactly. And, and Tygo's DNA, we've always been open. We have an open architecture. So because we started off with just that MLPE that goes on the back of the solar module, we had to work with everybody. So we would work with any inverter. We'd work with any module. Um, and we still continue that today. So, you know, obviously I'd love it if the customer had all Tygo, but that's not always the case. And if they don't, that's fine. It works. And we can monitor it and we can control it just like we talked about. Um, and so we're, we're happy to facilitate that. So let's suppose we have a customer that has uh, a dated, I won't name the inverter, but essential inverter, right? And uh, the modules are still putting out, but the inverter has collapsed. <laughs> okay. Right. Can we uh, purchase your product and all just, just switch everything over? Okay. Of course. So yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a great thing for companies that have a lot of customers yep. with older type of equipment. Yeah, and that's the value of sort of that open architecture, right? I know um, some of the competitors that we run into, I know they've got systems that only work with their systems or certain parameters, um, you know, which is their choice and their their architecture, but we've designed it from the beginning to be as open as possible. So um, retrofitting, replacing, adding, augmenting, all all of that's on the table. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. heard about your company for years and years, but it's really, really grown now. I mean, just the size of that booth, it took me 20 minutes to walk around it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been good and bad for me personally. Obviously, the good is that the growth is there. The bad is the stress that comes along with the growth. You know, everyone always says these growing pains are good problems to have, and um, we enjoy solving the problems, but we've pretty much doubled the number of systems in our monitoring portal in, in about a year. So we've gone from roughly 30-something thousand systems that are being actively monitored to well over 75,000 systems, and it just continues to grow. I think we we onboard something like 100 systems a day, uh, and it continues to exponentially, not exponentially, but it continues to increase. So um, that puts stress on the servers and things like that, but it keeps my team up at night, which is what we do, but um, it's been fun. It's been you know, I guess the saying is it's a solar coaster, right? So uh, we're riding it for sure. For sure. Well, the, the nice thing is uh, we have a little bit of uh, a benefit from the IRA with a 10-year path yep. without any, hopefully, any dips. You, you see that continuing? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's evident. I mean, even in times when we're not selling as much as we did maybe the month before, that onboarding of equipment continues to go up. So um, it's it, just the appetite out there is, is huge. So, and obviously, look at this show. I mean, there's so many companies here. So there's so much innovation, so much demand. And you hit the nail on the head. Commercial is sort of that next sort of area where everyone's going after. Yeah. So. You know, it's it's all about battery and more production and more ability to just have that freedom, you know, to do what you want with your power versus, you know, just being connected to a grid that, you know, you either have to pay either way. Yeah. So well, I, I think it, particularly in California with what's happening, everyone's going to have to have batteries sooner or later, I would yeah. think. Right. It's I think so. Yeah. Kind of I mean, looks like it. Well, we may be headed in that direction of Florida, too. Florida's yeah. got some, you know, good good reasons to have batteries we have these hurricanes that come up crazy stuff like that and the power goes out for however many days you know Uh, it's it's also you know where where i am we proactively shut the power down for wildfire prevention you know and ever since uh, our local utility had some issues with some wind and some fires they just shut it down now Uh, and we were down i think last last year for about four days at a time and 
that's challenging, and you can see it really disrupts people's lives. But those that had a battery, no problem, no issues. Yeah, what do you do when the, when the grid is down four days? You know, you lose all the food in the refrigerator, and uh, you, exactly, you've got to either go somewhere, yeah, where there is power, which is difficult, you know, yeah. To, yeah. But it was great though because we, I've got a system with battery. I've also got a whole home generator, which we also support as well from the Tygo standpoint. Um, a couple of my neighbors had some selective circuit batteries. Um, and it's nice because we all kind of rallied around each other. We had set up free internet for anybody that needed it, or we put a bunch of plugs outside to come charge your phones. And, you know, especially when the kids have to go to school and everything, it's, it's tough. Yeah, no, that is, that's great. Yeah. That's the, that's the community you want to live in for sure. Exactly. You know, who, who knew solar and batteries would bring the community together, right? So there we go. <laughs> Everyone knows where the cold beer is. It's at Archie's house. He's the only one with power, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny because we had it pretty early in like, so at nighttime, you know, we were the only house lit up, but now. I'm seeing, you know, six or seven homes here and there lit up. So uh, it it is getting better. And and to the credit to the utility, um, the grid is actually quite stable. And they don't we don't go down as often as we used to. But I mean, obviously, this one you can see being proactive. And you know, we just saw what happened in Maui and all that stuff. So proactive is good. Yeah. Um, and it's just something that we as consumers just need to react to. And there's enough technologies that you can do it cost effectively, especially with Tygo. What can we tell people about your website? How can they get involved and uh, purchase your product? Yeah, uh, tygoenergy.com is is our main website. We've got all the information on the modules. We've got all the information on the monitoring there and all of our sort of upcoming products that are that we're listing there. Um, definitely the best way to get us there. And then across most of our social media, as I know, our marketing team does a very good job on pretty much every platform. So you can find us. Okay, Kai. Harshi, thanks so much for coming on, man. That was awesome. I learned a lot. It was a great time. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, thanks. Keep up the great work. Awesome. We'll be awesome. buying your product for sure. Good, thank good. And, and we'll help you monitor it, too. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's a big deal for us. Thank you. Awesome. What do you think, Gloria? It was absolutely wonderful. I really enjoyed learning a lot more about uh, Tigo and uh, look forward to working with them and seeing what we can do to make it happen in Florida. Sounds good. Yeah, she has solar power, battery backup, the whole nine yards. Awesome. She's, so she's she's good to go. She's where I go for my beer when the when the th- when things get bad. <laughs> Excellent. Anyway, okay, folks, going to sign off uh, for today. Thanks so much for joining us, and please support the race to stop suicide. And we'll talk to you again next week. Solar Fit Renewable Energy Radio Show paid for by Solar Fit.